What's going on? It's 10 p.m., which means it's 2 a.m., it's 10 a.m., it's 9 p.m., it's 7 p.m., and as always, it's Anytime, Anywhere, brought to you by Sprunk. It's Sunday night, which means tomorrow is Monday night. Today was a day with no mail, so we didn't fit a letter in the mailbox yet, and we are at the end of another wonderful week before we get picked on and pulled down by everyone. What's funny this time, though, is how much stuff I still have left for individual calls to you guys. Not necessarily for the Monday Night Special, but told you guys three or four days ago that I was going to tell you I had a technical call that I planned for you guys. And I'm still going to get to that, but I have so much stuff. And uh, I think today is going to be me trying to dump all of the puns and stuff out on you guys. So we're going to have a funny today. Now, the first thing, though, is not really a pun. I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day, but you guys know that song Believe by Cher. He's like, do you believe in life after love? <laughs> so it plays in Wawa all the time. And I was thinking the other day, I'm putting my bananas up on the rack. Not important. And I don't know why, but I was remembering how I used to think Cher was a guy. I didn't know until I saw the album cover and showing that Cher was a girl, listening to that song with that vocoding, I always thought that that was a guy. Did anybody else think that as well, or am I the only one? I've stopped mentioning it to people because they always act like, ooh, you're crazy, but I don't think I'm that crazy. So, yeah, that's some, uh, I guess that'll be the question of the day for everyone. Cher, a guy or a girl, did you guys think until you knew? Anyways, uh... Then I was thinking about, like, most of these don't have punchlines, and I don't, I'm not a comedian, so, like, the setup for these is not really there, so, you know, but I was thinking about, um, the word bandage, and the word bondage, right, like BDSM, and I was, <laughs> so I was like, oh, imagine 50 shades of gray, but in Australia, of course she needs a bondage, look how many times he hits her, because it's a book about BDSM and band-aids for when you're hurt, but bond-aid, that sounds like how an Australian... Okay, that wasn't that funny. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. It had no setup, though. Like, if maybe an actual comedian could make use of that joke. Me? Not so much. So I did say an actual funny at work the other day. I thought... Not, I don't know. We're, we're, maybe you guys will find one of these funny. These are all lame dad jokes. But I said reading minds, somebody was asking me about, or a customer was like, how did you know this, blah, 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 about their order or something. And I was like, oh, reading minds is in the job description. That's why we have such a high turnover rate that everybody quits Wawa because they don't think they're actually expected to read minds. I don't know. So it's, it was funny to me because we actually had someone quit that morning. So that's, that's why I thought the high turnover rate thing was funny. Maybe the joke itself was not funny, but in the context of, hey, and we even had someone quit today. That made it kind of funny to me. Uh, then, of course, Eric sending me a bunch of pictures of Winnie the Pooh, like one with a camera. I said, oh, look, he's a photographer because Pooh. And then I said, and if he did, uh, you know, if he did yoga, he could be a Pilates instructor, you know? Why does why does Winnie go to the bar to play pool? And of course, the last one. I know these are making you guys groan, right? Rumbly and the tumbly. <laughs> when he doesn't get his way, he's whiny the poo, because whines and comp okay. 
Wines and Coom and wines and pool lane. Okay, yeah, good enough. Uh, see, like I said, a lot of puns because I'm special like that. Another thing that happened the other day while I was at work, this dude comes in with an NSU jersey. <laughs> Screw NSU, but it was a. F I was talking to him for a little bit. It, uh, it turns out he's a baseball player. So I was talking about, oh, yeah, baseball team's pretty good, blah, blah, blah. When did you play? He's like 25 years ago. I was like, oh, cool. It's like, you ever seen the Hall of Fame in the Don Tap Center? He's like, yeah, I was the first person in there. And I was like, oh, shit. So apparently I met the first Hall NSU Hall of Famer, first NSU Baseball Hall of Famer, whatever, Sports Hall of Famer for Nova. So that was pretty cool i guess i still don't like nova but small world and you guys are gonna hear later on about small world uh i don't know if it's gonna be today or another day but about how aviation is such a small world so that whole thing the other day i was talking to a couple of different people about a couple of different things because then this guy comes in he's getting beer and we're talking about beer and like what kind of beers are good and he i don't remember what he got i think it was those uh bear hug beer hug whatever i'm talking about mango cart and i'm talking about how i like light ales because i've even told people about you know like i like the floridian at funky buddha because it's a light wheat ale with like citrus flavors and then he's telling me about this place called Tarpon River, Tarpon Spring. It's another brewery in Fort Lauderdale. When he said a brewery in Fort Lauderdale, I thought he was talking about Funky Buddha. Apparently, he was talking about this this other place. I've never heard of it. So, But he said I should check it out. He said, you know what? Maybe. <sighs> and then I'm telling him about the Floridian. And then we go on talking about... I was talking about how I was a barista, so my palate's more for coffee than beer. Um, and then he's telling me, well, maybe you should try those coffee-flavored beer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should. That was not the last fun conversation that day. Because then this other... It was pouring this night, by the way. This dude comes in, and I could tell he was a pilot. Um, I, I don't know how, but I could tell he was a pilot. So I was like, wow, some great weather to go fly a plane in, blah, blah, blah. No, I was telling him, you ever been in a small plane? He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, what kind? Like a 172? Or he's like, yeah, like, a, or like what kind? He said, a Cessna 172. It's like, in this weather? He's like, yeah. I'm like, wait, as a passenger? Or no, he's like, he's like, no, I flew it. I used to own one, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll tell you, this weather was terrible. But we were talking about, you know, general aviation for a little bit. He owned all sorts of different planes and... He used to fly in this crap all the time. So that was my first conversation with a pilot type person that day. Then the guy, then this guy comes in. He was an ex-Air Force guy. I don't think this guy was a pilot, though. But I was talking to him about what he did in the Air Force. He was an electronics technician or something. And I don't really remember what I talked to. This stuff was like three or four days ago now. That's how long I've been meaning to tell you guys this. But like I said, I had so many other things to tell you that I've just been having to cut it down. So, but I was talking to a guy who was in the Air Force. And then after that, another guy comes in and he was an aircraft detailer. And we're talking about him going on rides in like hawkers. And I told him, well, you should try flying. He's like, oh, I did, but I always got nauseous. And 
blah, blah, blah. And now I'm turning into Angel with the blah, blah, blahs. But he's always talking about how he's nauseous. And I was telling him about the C-bands. I've suggested these people two or three times this week. And they're these little acupressure bracelets you wear on your wrist that are supposed to help you with motion sickness, seasickness, flight sickness, whatever. I've been wearing them since I started flying because I was actually flight sick my first couple flight lessons. And these kind of cured it, or at least they were a stand-in until I was comfortable enough in the plane that um, I didn't need them. Ever Now, ever since, whenever I have a really big test or something, or I'm doing a very, very new maneuver or something I'm expecting to be high G, or I'm flying a new aircraft for the first time, I always wear them, just in case. Not that I'm going to need them at this point, but, you know, I they always stay in my flight bag, as I've told you guys. I was suggesting them to this guy. He said he's from Kansas. He's like the birthplace of aviation. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of people that say that. You guys have Cessna and the FAA and all that. Dayton, Ohio has the Wright Brothers home, pla- home place, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, North Carolina, the whole Kitty Hawk thing where they flew for the first time. A lot of people claiming the aviation centerpiece of the world, but... So yeah, this guy, I was telling him, maybe you should try it out. Maybe go fly. I like to think I make a difference to some people. Probably not, but I like to think that I do. I had also mentioned those bracelets to Carlos at the bike shop. And I have a whole thing about the bike shop. And that's going to have to be for probably Tuesday now. Because, you know, I have a lot of stuff. And we've only got like five minutes left here. So I'm just going to mop up all the outliers here. And I'll point out to you guys what I have coming up in just a minute. So one thing I want to ask off topic from that is why is every kid's favorite food pizza? I started thinking about this this week when I start calling myself a kid because I've ate pizza three or four times this week already. And I mean, it's still good, but it does not enthrall me anymore like it used to as a kid. Mm. However, I did start wonder, wondering why every kid when you ask them what's your favorite food they all say pizza all the time it's like the most common favorite food for people and i've just always wondered why what's your guys favorite food (laughs) um another thing and i have a lot of questions for you guys today you know the first earlier um you know favorite favorite food asking you guys whatever i asked you earlier that i don't even remember already because it's just been that type of day and now i got another one should i go back to psa i put in a lot of um app job applications last night when i should have been sleeping and i don't know oh well actually this is sunday night now this is like two nights ago i forgot that i recorded some of these in advance but point is i put in a lot of applications and i'm wondering if i should reapply to psa at the end of my six months what do you guys think because I could probably make it this time around, but the question is, do I want to? That $70,000 check, and, you know, if I get my CFI this summer, I can still teach as a CFI in my time off from PSA, kind of like I was originally planning to do, live in Ohio full-time in a hotel that PSA is paying for, teach at PSA Monday through Friday, teach at a flight school and get hours on the weekend, make seventy more than seventy k a year. At the expense of having to suffer through that training a second time, go back and face all of the people that I left the first time around in a place that didn't treat me that way. I don't don't know. 
whether I want to go back there as a ground instructor or if I should just stick it out until I'm a pilot. So right now, obviously, you guys, I'm focused on the near and I've got a kind of a road map, which uh, somebody needs to remind me to point out on the Monday night special, my aviation road map. But don't worry, I'm taking notes so I don't forget, but it's not something I can give you guys today because we've only got a couple minutes left. Now, couple little outliers. I was thinking about Percy Spencer the other day. Those of you guys who don't know who that is, that's the guy that invented the microwave oven. Legend has it. He was uh, doing some work with microwaves, like the actual waves, and he had a candy bar in his pocket, and he went too close to the thing, and it melted. Then he started experimenting with putting food near it, and timing it and seeing the reaction and that's where the first microwaves came from i always i always thought that story was interesting i read it in an almanac when i was 12 and then i find out that this dude was employed by none other than raytheon what is raytheon uh part of the military industrial complex they're a huge military contractor a lot of air defense type equipment um, technology, weaponry, etc. And uh, the other thing that was interesting, because I was looking up Raytheon, never really paying them much mind until now, some of the companies in their portfolio that they own are Collins, as in like the Collins Rockwell that makes the avionics that I, that I had to learn, the FMS I had to learn when I was at PSA, as I was just talking about PSA before. But the, the Collins FMS, which is like the adult version, if you will, of the Garmin that I use in the Skyhawk. So that's one company Raytheon owns. Raytheon owns. And another one is Pratt & Whitney. Yeah, the same one that makes the engines for the uh, Boeing aircraft, for the fighter aircraft, for the, I don't know, the F-15, 16, 18, I think. I don't know, the 737, the 747, 7... I don't know. But yeah, Raytheon owns a lot of big companies. And I started doing all this research, you know, I fell down a Wikipedia rabbit hole the other day because I was talking about freaking chocolate bars. And actually, I think I thought about this because I was trying to eat, like, an Easter, a chocolate Easter bunny and... You know, chocolate melts at just, a, like, the um, chocolate's melting point is just below that of the human body, which means you can literally melt. That's why chocolate literally melts in your hands, because its melting point is like 98.4, 98.2, whatever. So I was trying to eat a chocolate bar and wondering why it wouldn't melt. And I started thinking about microwaves and Percy Spencer and blah, blah, blah. And you see, we've hit point here. I have other non-related stuff that still has to stay in the notes for the Monday night special or Tuesday. Really quickly, I'm going to point out to you guys what's coming up. Monday night special again, aviation roadmap and whatever crap my friends point out. Tuesday, uh, we're going to probably talk about the bike shop and all the stuff that happened there. Wednesday, I'm going to talk about instrument approaches, non-precision approaches and all of that, especially NDB approaches and kind of a technical guide. And then... That's going to be funny because throughout the week, as I was going to mention tomorrow, I'm going to be working on studying for my CFI. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you may get some CFI lessons that I gave Preston or Angel. Uh, tonight, since it's pre-recorded, I'm probably going to be at Brendan's house. And yeah, uh, I'll see you guys for the Monday Night Special. We have a real week coming up. Have a good one. Good night.